Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our worship service this Sunday, June 19th. It is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all of you who are dads here in person or watching us online. We are glad that you have chosen to worship with us this morning. Uh, some quick reminders. Uh, this Tuesday, if you want to help uh, Rachel out in the relocating of her office, she will be happy to have your company. Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., she's looking to, uh, to move her office up to Santa Clarita. And next Sunday will be our farewell reception for Pastor Rachel. Uh, we will uh, have the joy of her preaching one last time for us next Sunday, and then after worship, we'll have a uh, farewell reception for her. Pizzazz is coming up. It's the last week of July and VBS the week after that. So if you have some youngsters that would enjoy being a part of those programs, please be sure to contact the church office or to uh, uh, notice through uh, publications that the church pushes out how you can register for those programs. We are looking to have them be, uh, be well attended. All right, let us center ourselves and proceed into worship. Join with me and stand, if you are able, in the call to worship. Holy God, we gather today in worship with hopes that your spirit might touch us anew this day and draw us into greater faithfulness. Let us sing. God of wind, word, and light, we bless your name this special day for sending the inspiration and strength of your Holy Spirit upon us all, especially upon us dads. We need it, we appreciate it, and we give you thanks for the power of your Spirit in our life and how it might bring fruit Spirit through our lives into our family and into our community. 
So for all of us who are fathers and for those of us, all of us who parent, we give you thanks and praise this day for the clarity of purpose and the courage of resolve to be people of peace and justice, mercy and forgiveness, trust and hope, to be people of strength and of love. We give you thanks and pray that through this worship this day, you may touch us anew in Jesus' name. Amen. You might have met Pastor Christy last week on our children's message. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I'm so glad. See, she knows that it's her job next. I'm so thankful for that. I wanted to give you guys a chance to get to know Pastor Christy a little bit more. So I'm going to ask her what her favorite song of faith is. So Rachel, Pastor Rachel, I am, that's what happens when you're friends so long. True. <laughs> I am so excited that you asked me that. Um, as I started my ordination journey and trying to figure out what God was really calling me to be, way back before these kids were ever thought of, there was a song by a band called Avalon. Mm -hmm. And the song was Testify to Love. And for me, that just circles my ministry, that it's constantly reaching out to others and telling them that, you know, Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. And so we're constantly being told to love, and we need to be able to personify love to everybody that we meet. Oh, amen. I, Pastor Christy doesn't know this, but one of the themes that we talk about on a regular basis is how we let love lead. So the whole idea of testify to love totally works with what we've been doing. I hope that you can see the love that Christy radiates for you and also for God and the ways in that she lives her life and the ways in which she does ministry with you guys. You guys are going to be so blessed to have her with you. Will you guys join me in a moment of prayer as we take a moment to talk to God? All right, let's pray. Dear God. Dear God. Thank you for today. Thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for all of our yesterdays. Thank you for all of our yesterdays. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for inviting us. To testify to love. To testify to love. In your name we pray. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God, we pray that you would hear the stirrings of our spirits, the yearnings of our minds, and the hopes of our hearts as we join with one another in prayer this morning. We ask your help throughout the course of our lives this very day with our many concerns of getting ahead, being well, being authentic, being people of love. These are challenging days and we are challenged to be the kind of people you would have us be and so we pray for your touch, we pray for your strength, we pray for your resolve. 
We pray for those around us who are struggling with physical or mental health issues. We, we pray for those with troubled relationships who are uncertain about their employment. We think of all the different forms of dis-ease and discomfort that we experience and we think of those folk. We think of ourselves. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Specifically, we raise Kathy Drake and her husband Ken and Bill Nodoff as they deal with cancer in their lives. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think again of Mary Nolan as she deals with some failing health. We think of Evelyn Rogers as she faces some health challenges. We think of Steve Lindbergh's, Lundberg's son facing the challenges of hip and, and leg pain. We think of Linda Keithley as she uh, recovers from a recent fall. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For Madeline Giberson as she continues to recover from her hip surgery, Judy and Joe Rivera as they heal from foot amputation and the challenges of dialysis. And we think of the Stanislaus family as they travel and be with mother who is recovering well now, we hear, from her colon cancer surgery. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think of those who are suffering from the, the violence of mass killings in America, and we think of those who are suffering from the Ukraine war. For all of those around the globe in which violence has lifted up its hand and has done its damage, we pray, Lord God. This is not how you want the human family to be. We know that. We pray that you would help us to find our way forward, to shake off this evil to keep it at bay, to create a better human family. This is madness. Help us, Lord, to move from this evil. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. And again, we think of those suffering from COVID as patients or as caregivers. Particularly this week, we lift up the reverends Andy Maddox and John Johan Dodge, who have, are dealing with COVID now, and we think of our um, beloved Joanna in our office, who is recovering from COVID. We pray for them all for uh, a full regaining of health. Oh Lord. Hear our prayers. And this morning we think of some particular joys here in our worshiping congregation. There are families united over generations because of Father's Day, uh, the family celebrations that come with that. We are thankful for, um, for family. We are thankful for the graduations that are happening in our community and in our families. We are Thankful for the all-star celebrations and the starting of a new season of sports this summer for our children. For all of the joys that are a part of our lives, we give you thanks, O Lord. O Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for our church as we continue in our ministry through these challenging times 
We pray for your help, Lord God, in maintaining our effectiveness and our vitality. May the good that we do be pleasing in your sight. We pray this in your son's holy name, joining in the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We begin our sermon time with a brief word from Jesus. Well, no, it's Scott, but he's, he's going to be reading for us a brief word from Jesus from the, from the Gospel of Matthew. Scott, please share this passage with us to get us going here. Yes. Good morning and happy Father's Day. This scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Hmm. Well, I guess that gets your attention, doesn't it? Be perfect, Jesus says. Be like God. Perfect. Lord, help us. <laughs> Yet, it is uh, only with the Lord's help that we can strive in any ways towards that goal of perfection, 
that Jesus holds out for us. The father of our denomination, John Wesley, picked up on it and echoed the sentiment by saying we Methodists were to be going on to perfection. That softened it a little bit, but it really didn't take the, the sting out of it, did it? There's still perfection right there and the expectation that we're uh, getting after it. Now, I want to say that I appreciate the prodding and the urging. There's, there's some people, some personalities, maybe some of you are here, that when, when somebody gives you shoulds and oughts, your immediate reaction is uh, something I can't uh, give word to right now in, in, at church or gesture properly, the response that, that your heart is filled with. I'm, I'm one of those people that go, all right, there's a challenge. I'm going to do that. I appreciate prodding and urging if it's in the right spirit, if it's in the right spirit. And I hope you do too, because life is really valuable, and it is important that we do as well as we can with it. It's a gift from God to us that we don't want to squander, we don't want to waste. So don't dissipate your spirit or don't waste your time with mediocrity. Strive to success. Strive to excel. Strive towards perfection. In the traditional language, as your heavenly father gives you the ability to move towards it. The focus of our efforts, though it's, it's valuable to all of life's endeavors and engagements, is particularly in the realm of spirituality, the fruits of the Spirit, the things that really matter in life are what Jesus is driving at. Now, this being Father's Day, we honor the dads. Let's just take a moment to say that one of our most recent dads is not at home here on Father's Day because he's answered the call of service to make sure that we could live stream our service this morning. Jason, thank you, dad of twins, for being here. Thank you for, for making this kind of sacrifice, for being with us to help us be uh, with you online. So we honor our dads among us. We, we thank them all, all of them who have provided uh, what we hope is a safe and secure and bountiful childhood to us. And if they have lived long enough, for some of us, they, they may even have helped us to be positive facers of the challenge of fatherhood as, as we have made our time as being parents. But most of all, I, I want to thank those dads who taught us how to be strong and to be merciful, to be purposeful in a graceful kind of a way, to be both intelligent and faithful, for those dads who embraced the divine mystery and opened the door to a healthy spirituality. We give great thanks to God for those dads. Now, does that sound like you? I think the Lord is hoping it sounds kind of like you. Although we can say for sure that this is the direction that, that Jesus and Wesley are hoping for you, are hoping that you head in that direction of striving to help yourself and your children be their best. 
And it's never too late to embrace a better trajectory in your life in this respect. Thanks be to God. Now, I want to have you listen to a story about a dad. It's from the, the Ancient of Days, but with a little imagination, it is a modern-day story. It's a story about a son who demands his inheritance early from his father so he can do whatever it is he pleases to do with it. It is an outrageous request. He basically is saying, Dad, let's consider you dead to me, and I am fully vested for life on my own right now, thanks to your largesse. Now, if you can imagine the dad, if you can imagine yourself as the dad, I'm sure you can imagine that dad cringed. But we're told he complied, which is interesting. Who knows? Maybe he thought this was a, uh, a teaching moment. Could he have been that self-possessed and wise? Or maybe he knew if his son felt this way, there was no use in discussing it. Where was that conversation going to go? Now, whatever the case, right off the bat, we realize trouble is ahead for this young man. And before long, we learn he has squandered all of these resources on loose living and now is destitute. The renegade son comes to his senses. He realizes that even the workers on his father's ranch live better than he's living now. He feels badly. He feels badly for himself, and we think perhaps he's feeling badly for his choice towards his father. And he decides to head home. I read, tail between his legs, asking for help. And this is where we tune into the story with our scripture reading with Scott. This next scripture reading is from Luke chapter 15, verses 20 through 24. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. And he ran and he put his arms around him and he kissed him. And then his son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son but the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him, and put a ring on his finger, and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate, for my, the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. The son is contrite, yet, yet even before the father hears the words of remorse, he abandons his dignity and he runs with joy to his prodigal son. His joy is overflowing. Mercy and forgiveness is extended. Restoration is offered this child. and a celebration of renewed life is embraced. Now, we think that Jesus is teaching us about the nature 
of God's love here in this parable. A love that provides us free will to be the authors of our lives and a love that extends merciful restoration if that free will leads us in the paths of shadows. God's love. It rejoices in the truth and in the right, yet it assists with forgiveness and redemption. So it walks in and around where it's not right and where things are not truthful and helps save the day. God's love. Jesus' story teaches about God and provides a blueprint of good fatherhood for us. Dads, take note. It's not easy to be a good dad. It's not easy to be a good parent. And I guess, really, it never was easy to be a good parent, whatever generation you were trying to be that parent in. You want to protect your child from all harm, yet you need to equip your child to handle harmful situations because they are there in a healthy way productive way. One of my cousins uh, shared a photograph of the three, four Dilge brothers, my dad and his three siblings last night, happy Father's Day kind of thing, and the three of the boys are there, and then there's my dad. You know, he's like this. They're six and eight and 10 and 12. They're somewhere in that range, you know? My dad's like. And I, and I looked at him, and, and they're all wearing baseball uniforms. They're all wearing these crummy, kind of worn out baseball uniforms that you might have right after World War I, maybe. You know, those kind of things. They're proud. They're proud that they have them and that they're in them, but you can see. They're, they're worse for wear. And I look at that guy and I think, you know, that's my dad when he was a kid being parented by his dad. The course of life just kind of was rushing through me and I was thinking how he was not at all thinking at that point how he was going to be a dad and the dad that he turned into for me. And I was thinking about how his dad, handling four boys on the cusp of a Great Depression, was probably doing his best and feeling so overwhelmed by circumstance, trying to manage and to aid the situation of his children's lives yet knowing that there was only a certain amount that he could really do, a certain amount that he could really control, and how he felt really overwhelmed by a lot of what he could not control. And how part of what he needed to do, besides trying to rally the wagons and defend his children, was figure out how not to rally the wagons and teach his children how to deal with the world that was out there that was so impinging upon them. He had to teach them how to learn to handle the crummy stuff of life and thrive in the doing of it. 
Because that is what parenting is about. Helping your child to realize that if they make that terrible mistake and consider you dead and leave you, that at the point of epiphany, they can come home and find new life through your love. So I came across a, an illustration from the Andy Griffith show, and that seemed not right. It was Mayberry RFD. That came to my mind, Mayberry RFD. And I was up a good amount of time last night in my sleepy head trying to figure out, what does RFD mean? What is that? Does anybody know? Rural Farm District? Well, these guys think it's a post office thing. Rural free delivery. Is, is that really what it is? Sorry. And maybe it's not that, but I think it's that. I think it's that. Anyway, it's a word of the past, isn't it? And in this illustration, in this illustration, when a a hobo, another word from the past, a term for transients in those days who didn't have a home in your community. They were called hobos. A hobo told Andy that he should just let Opie decide for himself how he wanted to live. And Andy had these words of wisdom. No, I'm afraid it don't work that way. You can't let a young'un decide for himself. He'll grab at the first flashy thing with shining ribbons on it. Then when he finds out there's a hook in it, it's, it's too late. Wrong ideas come packaged with so much glitter that it's hard to convince him that other things might be better in the long run. All a parent can do is say, wait and trust me, and try to keep temptation away. I grew up on Andy Griffith, and that kind of sounds right to my heart, you know, right to who I was as a boy. This kind of fits right into to my memory bank and sits down in a comfortable chair. Welcome back home. But, you know, keeping away temptation cannot be or become insulating a child from the real world and its difficult challenges. Because real life is the context in which we are raising our kids. And children need to be assisted in managing it, the crazy demands it puts on them. Managing it in a healthy way. Indeed, Jesus is sending us out to transform that world, not to hide from it, to transform it. And you transform something by engaging it. So when I got to the Ventura Church at Halloween, they had a, fest a hobo festival. I'm sorry if any of you are listening from Ventura. And it really put me off. What are we celebrating here? Are we celebrating people's poverty? Are we celebrating people's uh, circumstance that created them to be hobo by us dressing up like hobos and thinking that this was a fun thing to do as part of our fall festival? We would just pretend to be hobos and that this was a cool thing? Uh, somehow something had happened in Dilge's thinking over those years from when I was a kid to when I became a clergy. 
And I wonder if there was a show on Mayberry RFD in which Andy spoke about the real people and circumstances which were behind the hobo. Or for that matter, why the blacks on the street of Mayberry stepped off the sidewalk when the whites passed. Or for that matter, why the wheelchair-bound veteran was panhandling once he had come back from the war at the railroad station. Now, maybe, maybe Andy had some good shows about that, too. I don't know. Maybe so. But that's the messy stuff of life that I've just lifted up, rather than the rhubarb pie pleasantries of life that we as parents know our children need to be equipped to live within and be compassionate about and to transform if they're going to be people of the Spirit of God, if they're going to be resurrection people of Jesus. Life is complicated, isn't it? It is just complicated. And the best gift that we dads, that, that we parents can give our children is the gift of spiritual self-awareness so that they know God and are in touch with the spirit that is inside of them. And they grow in that spirituality throughout their lifetime. They grow in the faith that illumines that spirituality. And they recognize that as a crucial life resource. Now, they may or they may not catch on right away or fully to that message. Sooner or later in life, maybe they will come to it to realize this crucial lesson of faithfulness in life and how important it is that that's what really makes life abundant. They may be the prodigal son, huh? Or they, they might be that whiny son that we didn't look at at all today, but is in the story. Yet, if you help them to know that they are loved and that they asked to and are able to let love lead in their lives, if you help them to know that God's grace abounds and is available even to them, you will have done well. And you will have helped them to become even a little bit closer towards that perfection that Jesus hopes would be the goal of all of us in our lives. Bless you. Amen. You're invited to make a uh, special gift today in honor of your parents, perhaps, or just because your spirit is moved or because you are one of the committed people who want this church 
to make a difference in people's lives and in our community. You'll see on the screen uh, ways by which you can give of your resources and help the church to be more fully engaged in ministry. Your generosity is needed for us to keep doing what we are doing and to do it better and better each week and each year. So give generously and be a part of what happens in people's lives through this congregation of the United Methodist Church. Let us pray over uh, your gifts and whatever decisions you have made in reflection upon your life and the nudging of the Spirit this day through worship. Holy God, we give you thanks for the many ways that you bless us, especially through the redemptive power of your Son, Jesus Christ, and the nudging that the Spirit does to encourage us forward in our discipleship and in our faith. We thank you for your gift of new and transformed life and the impact that that has upon how we live each day, how we orientate ourselves, how we care for those that we love and are in our care. We pray that you would help us to be our best selves. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Let's stand and sing.
hope this service has been a blessing to you. If you want to know how to be a great dad or how to be a great parent, for that matter, you need only look at the parable of the prodigal son and notice the overflowing grace of that father and resolve to be like that. And if you find it hard, and God knows we all will find that hard at one point or another, know that the Spirit of God goes with you to help you strive towards that perfection of the Spirit. You're not alone. Be safe. Stay healthy. Know that you are loved. Amen.